notice I took a different path this Sunday, the path of least resistance. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Can't hear me. All right. Let's make sure we're on here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, as we come before you this morning, Lord, we thank you that we were able to enter into your praise and worship of you, Almighty God. And Lord, we hope that it was a sweet-smelling aroma to your nostrils this morning, and that you were pleased with our praise and worship. Lord, as we continue in this service, Lord God, Father, we bring forth the word, but also, Lord, we asking for the Holy Spirit to move upon us as our desire, Lord, to be changed, to become more like Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to come into your presence. And Lord, that we would take advantage of that time, Lord, so that we may glorify you and honor you in everything that we say and everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 <clears throat> I don't know why I put it that high. Uh, has this ever happened to you? It's a question. Your best and most trusted, worthy friend made a promise to you. That promise stood through and through, through thick and thin. Then all of a sudden, one day, out of nowhere, that promise was broken. You were blindsided by the event. You were shocked that this person who you trusted and relied upon would do such a thing to you. The shock quickly turned to anger and regret. Anger because you feel that you've been betrayed. Regret because you trusted this person in the first place. What good is making a promise if it's going to be broken, you ask? Anyone can make a promise, but let's be honest and truthful at this very moment. How many of us have kept every promise we ever made in this lifetime? I see no hands. That's good, you're being honest. You know, why we can't even, you know, keep sometimes uh, some of the promises that we even make to ourselves, let alone someone else. A good example would be all the New Year's resolutions that are about to take place that have somehow, and they will somehow, go from that whiteboard on the refrigerator, be erased, or whatever, little notes and stuff, there's the trash can. That's where they'll go. 
and some of them, it won't be just one day. Oh, some of them are faithful for several weeks, but then all of a sudden you get tired of that promise that you made to yourself. You said, there's no way, no way I can keep this promise. You know, a real promise only has real value when it's bound by commitment, faithfulness, and perseverance. Broken promises with other individuals always, always hurt. They have the potential to sever relationships, bring heartaches, and wound deeply. In this tough world that we live in, struggles and heartaches are common. You hear of all the things that are happening out there. And they may leave us wondering, whom can we trust? Is there anyone out there who actually keeps every promise they make? The answer is yes. yes. Amen. There is one, the only one, who is capable of doing that very thing, to keep every promise that he's made. And his name is Jesus. Amen. In Psalm 145, verse 13, it says, The Lord is trustworthy in all my promises and faithful in all that he does. God makes promises. He makes them for us. The following notes I've taken from a book called The Book of Bible Promises by George Muller. He's the one that had the orphanages in England. Begins with 2 Peter 1.4. He says, for by these he has granted to us this precious, his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers in the divine nature. The Bible says that God has given to us exceedingly great and, and, and great and precious promises. The Bible also describes God's promises as being exceedingly great or magnificent, wonderful, Estimated, <clears throat> indeed, that is the trust. It has been estimated that there is um, approximately 30,000 promises in the Bible. Now, that's questionable. It depends how they determine a promise. Each one has their own way of doing it. But whatever, it doesn't make any difference if there's 30,000 promises what makes a difference is that God has made those promises to you and to me. Amen. And you, if you want to look up 30,000 promises, be my guest. <laughs> so we put it this way. 
There are too numerous to count and too numerous to bring all to mind. However, there is one place where you can find them all, and that is in God's word. <clears throat> God has given us many promises, such as Psalm 37, verse 4. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. About John 15, verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, and ask whatever you want, you wish, and it will be done for you. You know, the Bible also describes God's promises as being precious. God's promises are priceless and invaluable. They are comforting to my soul and to your soul encouraging to our hearts. Promises such as 1 John 1 verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God for that promise. Psalm 37 verses uh, 23 to 24 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, that we may fall, we do fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. God is there to hold you up. How are God's promises made possible to us? Well, only one way, through the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy and who made us worthy to become before God and who made us accepted in the beloved. In Ephesians 1 verse 6 it says, to the praises of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. He freely bestows this grace upon us. We don't work for it. It's free. It's his. He gives it. And the word of God says that in 2 Corinthians verse 1 through 20, it says, for as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes, Therefore, also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Yes, all, not some of the promises, all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. God didn't just send them out there for, for willy-nilly, but it's for a purpose for us. But in order to receive those promises, you need to go through the one and only Jesus. He's the one that pays the price for it and paid for the price for it. <clears throat> That's the end of the notes from Muller. Who are we that God would promise us anything? Think about it. Who are we that God Almighty 
the sovereign God would take the time to promise something to us. It is because of his love for us. He established many promises that are not hidden or secret. They are in his word. They cover every aspect of our lives. If you look at them, you begin to see that, yes, it, there's health, uh, you're falling down, whatever, you sin, whatever. God has promised everything, made promises in those areas of your life, which is every area of your life. Promises for you and for me. They cover every aspect of our life. Think of it. Think of what, you know, when's the last time that you went for a promise by God and it had to do with a particular situation in your life? And then two weeks later, you're going for another promise, but it's in a different area of your life. He has covered everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, he has covered you completely with his promises. In Numbers 23, verse 19, it says that God is not a man. We certainly know that. Because if he was a man, we would surely be disappointed. That he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken? And will he not make it good? God makes good on his promises. Amen? Amen? You know, when God makes a promise to us, it's accomplished through his sovereignty. The sovereignty of God means that he's in control. He's the ruler of this universe. God is free and has the right to make, to do whatever he pleases and whatever he wants. He is not bound by our limited dictates of his created beings. He's not bound by us. Often we attempt to put God in a box. <laughs> Impossible. You think, you may think you're doing it, but God has another idea about that. You cannot box God in. He's in complete control over everything that happens here on earth. God's will is the final cause of all things. God is trustworthy. We can count on God to fulfill the promises, for he is dependable. He is dependable. He is the only one who is dependable. He's reliable. He is the only one who is reliable and worthy of our trust. God has already kept his greatest promise by sending Jesus to die for us on our behalf so we can have eternal life in him. In John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If God fulfilled this promise, this sacred promise to us, out of his love for us, how can we doubt that he will not fulfill the rest of his promises. God is faithful in everything that he does, not just sometimes or when he seems, uh, you know, when, I, when he wants to, but 
He is faithful forever, forever. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand's generation with those who love him and keep his commandments. You know very well, people will disappoint you. They will disappoint me. It's in their nature because they are not faithful. You know, as much as we try, we even fall short in keeping some of our own promises to others. But no matter what happens in life, we can hold on to this profound truth. God will never break his promises. Never, never, never. He is trustworthy and faithful. In 2 Timothy <clears throat> verses 2, 13, it says, if we are faithless in how often we may be faithless, he remains faithful. He doesn't change, for he cannot deny himself. He is God. God will do what he says he will do. And that, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is something we can consistently rely on forever. In Hebrews 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's the same. He does not change. And therefore, his promises do not change. Romans 11, verse 29 says, For the, all, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They will not change. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make you your paths straight. This morning, you can rely on God, the God of the Bible, to come through for you in whatever situation it may be. But remember that he's the one that's in charge and that his will prevails. In scripture, there are many promises in a relationship with God makes you an heir to all those promises, not just some of them, but to every promise that God has made in his word. It's yours. It's yours. We just need to apply them and to acknowledge them. You know, God never takes back or changes his promises. In Psalm 89, verse 34, he says, My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips, God's promises never fail. In Joshua 23, verses 14, he says, Now behold, today I am going the way of all the earth, and you know all in your heart and all your souls that not one word, not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. You know that God can do the impossible? But he said in Luke 18, verse 27, but he said the things that are impossible with people are possible with God. God has promised us eternal life. In 1 John 2, verses 25, he says, this is the promise which he himself made to us, eternal life. God has promised us new hearts and desires and Ezekiel 36, verses 26, he says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart 
and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. He's promised us forgiveness. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he says that those sins will be far removed. In Psalm 103, verse 12, he says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. He has removed them, taken them away. The moment that you are reminded of a sin that you repented of and went to God with, you know very well it's not God talking to you. It's the devil that's trying to condemn you. What else has God promised to us? Well, he's promised us the Holy Spirit. In Luke 11, verse 13, he says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who have ask him. He gives you the Holy Spirit. It is a promise of his to you and to me. He also promises the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit, the produce of having the Holy Spirit in your life and working in your life and you adjusting to the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 6 verse, Galatians 5 verses 22-23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. He also promises deliverance from fear. If we have fear, Psalm 34.4, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all, not just some, all of my fears. And God has promised protection for your children. Isaiah 49, verse 25, it says, Surely, thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty man will be taken away, and the prey of the tyrants will be rescued. For I will contend with those, with the one who contends with you, and I will save your sons. Do you know that he also promises to meet our needs and that they will be supplied? Psalm 37 verse 25 says, I have been young and now I am old. I agree with that. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. He supplies our needs. It's his promise. In Philippians 4.19, he says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Also, there'll be no good thing. No good thing will be held withheld from you. In Psalm 84, verse 11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield, the Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I see God in this one a lot of times. 
He promises us wisdom if we ask for it. In James 1.5, it says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach. He's not going to say, Oh, here you are again. You need wisdom? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give it to you. I promised it to you. He's not going to badmouth you because you're asking him for something that he's promised. In fact, God will never badmouth you because he loves you so much. And that wisdom will be given to him. He promises us peace. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace in Psalm 29, verse 11. He promises a way of escape from temptation. We get tempted. God provides a way of escape. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, he says, No temptation has overtaken you that such is common to man and it is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. There's many, many more promises and we could continue I'd like to bring you to one promise. <clears throat> it's the first promise in the word of God in Genesis. Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. God is talking to Eve, and he's talking to the servant, and this is his promise. That promise was fulfilled over 2,000 years ago, and this coming weekend, we'll be celebrating it. In Galatians 4, verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of the time came, at the right time, God's promise went into active mode. When the time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. In Luke 2, 7, it says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. In Revelation 12, verse 5, it says, The male child cries, And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations, with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Remember the promises of God. It's your endeavor, if you want to go searching for 3,000 or how many there is, 30,000, that's up to you. But I know that God has made his promises and fortunately has put it into his word. The word that we can meditate upon day and night. The word that is a lamp unto our feet as we travel with him. Those promises are yes and amen. They're for you today, tomorrow, and forever. They're yours. God wants you to take advantage of his promises. He did not put them out there just for ha-has. There's a purpose for every promise that God has made. And those promises are for you and for me, because we are his children. Amen?